Yeah, I, I can tell you that uh, there are many a night at three o'clock in the morning, I'd be on the couch trying to figure out what the heck I just did to myself and my family and uh, try to figure out what was going on and, uh, you know, wouldn't sleep until uh, the next night anyway. So I'd be up from 3.30 till 7 and, and I got to work at 7 o'clock in the morning and said, you know, the only way to get through this is to buckle down and, and start solving problems and get out of it. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Hi, welcome, persisters and brothers. I, I am about to start with my honored guest, Chris Lalomia, who is a home remodeler. You may be asking, what in the world is he doing on your show? You don't have a show about home renovation. I love home renovations. But uh, Chris has an interesting story because he started his beloved business and he is the owner of the company called the Tool, the Trusted Toolbox and the Home Service Institute. Anyway, Chris started right before the 2008 pandemic. And so he's going to tell us what it took to come back from that major, maybe miscalculation of the future. You know, how do you keep up with your dream when the bottom simply falls out? And that happens for all of us in life. Unrelated story. But first, let me give you a personal update real quick. Working on yet again, again my proofreader's edits for... Um, grounded in Grit, Turn Your Challenges into Superpowers. That could change the title slightly, but I am really appreciative that this process is difficult. I start out by feeling like, yes, this is great. I feel fabulous. I'm almost done. And then by the end of that writing session, I'll be thinking, should I have ever written this? I'm not sure. (laughs) What was I thinking? But that's okay. That's just how it goes. I'm moving forward. Last night, unrelated to any of this, I dreamed about cockroaches. That's one of my huge fears is bugs, frankly, living in the South now from Alaska, living in the deep South. And um, so I dreamed about cockroaches. And then when I woke up and I went to make coffee, I noticed that something was dripping out of my cabinet it was honey. I My whole beautiful tub of honey wasn't apparently securely fastened and it toppled and was dripping out. And you know how hard that is to get off the cabinets. And if I don't, what that will mean? Cockroaches. Anyway, thought I'd share that with you. Scary, scary way to begin the day, but I'm excited to bring Chris to you. I'm also excited um, because now we're in the 100s of episodes, so you have a lot of backlists to listen to, and that's really fun. For those of you who've written or who've noticed that Stolen by Their Father, the movie based on my book, played last week again on Lifetime Movie Network. Thank you for sharing that, and it is exciting, and I love to hear that it creates you know, excitement in my fun community. And one of my aunts wrote me and said that she had bought the movie and she's having a movie night to bring her friends from church over to watch Stolen by Their Father. So that's so sweet. It means a lot to me and I appreciate it. 
Hope you are having a terrific week and that the weather is a little better where you're at than where I'm at. It feels like Noah's Ark here. Lots and lots of rain, but that's something to really be grateful for, actually. Feel very glad to have it um, because the alternative is so incredibly devastating. So anyhow, thanks for being here at Persistence U as ever. Anytime that you share an episode with a friend, if you follow the program, like it, review it, wherever you listen to podcasts, I am eternally grateful. And you're always welcome to join me as a patron and support my work, whether it's writing or podcasting. Thanks so much. And any second now, we will bring Chris Lalomia in. And here we are with Chris Lalomia. Chris, thank you so much for being here all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to be on Persistence You today. Really appreciate you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. And thank you. I know when I was looking at your bio when we first connected that starting a business was a passion of yours. However, the timing might not have been the best when you did start. So tell us a little bit about yourself, that what happened before you became the person you are today? You know, let's look at your journey into business and the things you've learned. Yeah. So I, I, um, I started out after my master's in mechanical engineering, started in manufacturing, but realized I needed to learn more about business. Uh, so I went to work for a company called Anderson Consulting, which is now Accenture, uh, and found my way into banking. And I was in the financial services world of banking. Wow. Uh, fairly a banker, but I uh, was the fix-it guy doing everything and, and then got that job here in Atlanta, working for a regional bank where I was over the commercial loan ops and reporting departments. Um, so I had 400 people working for me and uh, it was a new position, a new challenge. Uh, and I really threw myself into it and really loved it at the time. But um, the boss that had hired me uh, was no longer there. I went through a series of different bosses and I've always wanted to run my own business, but I got intoxicated in that world of uh, being fed the big bananas. So I was making a lot of money and had it all sitting there. And I was just sitting there in the zoo having a having a good time. But I wasn't that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a blast until I just realized I just wasn't doing what I love to do. And um, and so I did. I, I researched a number of business opportunities. I used business planning process to help me figure out what to do uh, and ultimately landed on starting a handyman company. Uh, even knowing that there was going to be a little bit of a pullback in the real estate market. Uh, in my position at the bank, I actually had access to our economist, felt like I was smarter than the rest of everybody else, knew what was coming. But that being said, I started in April of 2008, and clearly I'm not as smart as everybody else. And I started right before the recession. Oh, just dear. Pulled the rug out. Oh, my goodness. What happened? I mean, you start up your business, the economy in America just, wow, tanks. It tanks uh, and it's all residential uh, retail. It's residential housing related. I felt like the handyman, it would be recession resistant. And to a point it was that being said, resistance and then being completely isolated, not even close. So um, uh, my my goals uh, that I had for myself and the business planning process were put back probably about a year to a year and a half. Okay. Uh, I was able to persevere. I was able to grow through this, uh, got lean, uh, really focused on process, and it probably in the long run helped me. Uh, but that's uh, that that's probably not exactly accurate. It was tough. <clears throat> it was very when tough. When you say you got lean, what did you have to do? Like just get like, down? I didn't, I didn't hire many people. I, I was doing everything. Uh, I, fired, I hired my first office uh, person in October of that year, and I stayed pretty tight to that for about two years, where so it was just me and her. Um, okay. 
running the business, me doing the sales eventually. Because I, I started out, put myself on a truck. I was a handyman, then manager of the handyman, and then the scheduler, the estimator, the sales guy, um, doing all the things that uh, most handymen do. Uh, but I was building it from the ground up. But I was always had an eye towards the process and building what we have uh, today. I've got 40 employees. Uh, we've got a handyman division and a remodeling division uh, and a number of people here in the office to keep it rolling. Excellent. That's wonderful. What did you have to do and tell yourself while you're going through that horrible time to keep moving forward? I mean, do you remember I do. the struggle? Yeah, I, I can tell you that uh, there are many a night at three o'clock in the morning, I'd be on the couch trying to figure out what the heck I just did to myself and my family and uh, try to figure out what was going on and uh, you know, wouldn't sleep until uh, the next night anyway. So I'd be up from 3.30 till seven and, and I got to work at seven o'clock in the morning and said, you know, the only way to get through this is to buckle down and, and start solving problems and get out of it. Okay. So you just really had to talk yourself, kind of self-talk yourself out of it. Absolutely. One of the things I found about myself that I didn't know I had is that definitely have the persistence and the tenacity. Uh, but I always felt like I would tell people I'm a realist, you know, but really more pessimistic. And that was from the corporate America world um, where you're basically beaten out of optimism. Um, you can't be a, an original thought leader in many businesses because that's just not going to be rewarded. Right. Uh, so I found that I really was more optimistic than I really thought I was. And it was uh, it was kind of an eye opening moment where I was like, huh you actually are being more optimistic. And I've had to change my attitude to be, uh, to kind of let that optimism come out and be a little bit uh, more of myself that way. You're so correct. Like big business and government, where I work for government, you are not rewarded absolutely for creativity or a whole lot of extra work. Frankly, it, it's kind of drim, drummed out of you uh, as much as possible. So how great that you found this, the hiding underneath. <laughs> Yeah, it was what there is, waiting for me to, to blossom with it. But that's right. That's great. Though. That's why I tell people I'm I'm an overnight success just 14 years later. <laughs> <laughs> that is so terrific. When did you know that you were on the right track and that things were really going to be okay? So I felt like uh two years before the pandemic 2020 and 2018, I felt like we were in a good position. Um in 19, I, I made a bigger bet on remodeling that didn't pay off at the time. Um, changed a lot of processes, um, lost a little bit of money, uh, which hurt a little bit. Uh, so I felt like I was on top. But then in 19, uh, leading up to the pandemic, I was a little disappointed with the results that I was getting. As they say, you know, sometimes uh, I put this in my book, my vanity line looked really good. My sanity line looked really bad. And oh. the thing was how much was I actually bringing home to the family uh, and to me personally? Um, it was, uh, it's a low net business. You got to watch what you're doing. And when you lose quote unquote, a little bit of money, uh, it definitely hurts your, your sanity line. Um, okay. but it was sowing those seeds that, uh, today we're reaping, uh, and doing uh, pretty well, but I, I felt like I was really ready to go, uh, ready to rock and roll. And then this thing happened called the pandemic. Right. Yeah. And you couldn't have foreseen that coming. And, you know, I had heard you on another podcast talking about some of the ways that you stay motivated and true so that you have personal goals and professional goals every day. Like, what are some of the techniques that help you pivot as you're going through a rough time? Because, they're, you know, as soon as they end, I hate to say it, but you know, they're not gone forever. So, you know, that's just for all of us in life. What, you know, something great happens and we think, oh, man, maybe the hard stuff is behind us. But life is filled with ups and downs. 
That's exactly right. So what, what I tell people, when I'm at my best, my morning starts with me reviewing my checklist and my week uh, and then getting into the day when I'm at my best. I'm not always at my best. There are times I get up and I scroll through Facebook um, or I listen to the news um, and I don't really invest in that. So, um, but when I'm at my best, it's the it's checklist driven, uh, which I've actually pushed into my company is the, the idea of having personal goals, having professional goals, and then from that building your daily checklists. Um, one of the things I just finished with my my team is that we did a strategic meeting uh, on Saturday uh, in the beginning of the year, 2023. And um, I give everybody a challenge and that is find their own personal word of the year. And then we have a company uh, word of the year as our guidepost and kind of something that will help us align our goals underneath that word of the year. And so this year, our word is finish. Finish what you start. Finish with a flourish. You have to to finish something. You have to start. And to finish something, you have to have to have a good plan, and you got to be able to do and execute to get to that finish to ultimately reap the reward that you want. I like it. That sounds like you have really kind of motivating staff meetings. They're not just the thing that you go to and get over with, but there's a purpose to them. Right. I try to keep the meetings as lean as I can. I have a sales meeting once a week. I have a production meeting once a week. Other than that. We uh, we'll tr- uh, get our CSRs together uh, every other week, um, and then we also have continuous training for all of our technicians and project managers, and that's every other Wednesday. But I don't lead that meeting; I let others lead that meeting, and I just finish it. I like it. Okay, so finish is your word of this year, then. It is. What made you decide to write a book? So it's a funny story, uh, and it started when I was in graduate school. I was one of the only Americans in our grad program. Most everybody else is from overseas, and English was their second language. And we had to write a thesis. Uh, and when I wrote my first thesis, uh, first draft, I gave it to my professor, and he uh, had his assistant call me in, and he wouldn't even talk to me. He just uh, had the book sitting outside or my thesis paper draft. And he wrote, after five pages, this is gobbledygook. Go to the writing center and learn how to write. <laughs> oh no! So, so I'm not exactly a writer, uh, but I always joke that I've got so many stories uh, that one day I'm going to write a book. One day I'm going to write a book, and um, I just started uh, putting stuff on paper uh, as it was coming to me, and I had a whole bunch of jumbled notes. Uh, again, not a very cohesive thought. Um, and uh, during COVID, uh, you know, here I am struggling. I found myself writing even more, like a lot of people. Uh, then I said, you know what? I'm going to get some help. Uh, so I did. I actually had somebody help me ghostwrite it uh, to make me sound a lot smarter than I am. Um, but he's like, are you ready? I'm like, well, not right now, man. I'm not making any money, bro. <laughs> so when I can make some money, maybe I will. And uh, But I felt like I had a story to tell. It's called From the Zoo to the Wild. It's uh, my journey, um, how I went from corporate America to small business ownership and changing your thoughts and working through things and then how to scale eventually a business uh, in this blue collar home service world that I'm in. I love it. That is so fun. Was it exciting when you published it? It was and still is. I'm still uh, excited that I wrote the book. I, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people that it's a it's a good addition to your bookshelf. It's a good addiction. You can see the bookshelves in the back that I have. It's an easy read. I've had a number of people say that they've read it over the weekend, um, but able to take out the points. I mean, I'm not going to be a Peter Drucker or a Stephen Covey. I'm not going to be a Tony Robbins. You're not going to get some great original thought for me, but you're going to get um, how I took a lot of their thoughts uh, and then put them into my own practice. I like it. I think that's wonderful. Well, it's terrific. What do you foresee in your future then? What are you working on next as far as either work or writing or both? 
Uh, so I'm glad you asked. So um, I'm, I'm enjoying doing a podcast. It's called the Small Business Safari, where we bring out other experts and talk about business. Uh, and so that's been fun, uh, growing the Trusted Toolbox. Uh, I do have an exit strategy with my Trusted Toolbox uh, concept. Uh, I've started a remote branch just outside of Atlanta in Athens, Georgia, home okay. of the University of Georgia. Um, eventually, I want to find either somebody to take it over and run it. Um, so I can go off and do either some speaking engagements or maybe some consulting with some people because I look, really enjoy entrepreneurship. Uh, right. I love back to people and helping them uh, kind of fulfill their dreams and goals as well. Oh, I love that. That's a great exit strategy. Fantastic. We'll see. Well, I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're very realistic. You know, good times are just ahead or they're happening now. And so are other times, but you have some strategies for how to keep moving forward. And I think that's just fantastic. Well, where can our listeners or viewers, if they're watching on YouTube, find you and get a hold of you? Well, my name is, is it's, it's a pretty unique name. So it's Chris Lalomia. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, on Instagram. I'm actually the customer service dot freak, uh, where I put out a lot of information about that because I'm all into customer service and very passionate about that. In fact, to be doing it a speech in a national conference in, a, uh, in March, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. But you can find us on the, the Small Business Safari as well uh, in the podcast world if you want to go there and listen to some pretty interesting, what we like to call edutainment. We're educating, but we're hopefully entertaining at the same time. <laughs> I love it. What a great thing to do. Well, thanks so much for your contribution and for being with us today on Persistence You. It was a joy to meet you. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.